What's poppin' Poltergeist? Y'all ain't new to it. Y'all true to it. But if you are new to it, you want to get glued to it. This is another solo episode with yours truly. So let's just get into it. Theme music. What's poppin' Poltergeist? It is your favorite friendly podcast, Apparition, the Spirit, back with another episode of Spirit Speaks. And today, today, I'm solo. I'm solo dolo. It's weird because sometimes I really like the back and forth, the talk and everything, but then sometimes I like doing these solo conversations with you guys. You know, it feels a little more personal. And today... I I just feel like it's fitting to talk about some issues we've been having in America. I would like to put a trigger warning right here right now. Just just be warned that topics of gun violence and sexual assault and mental health issues and suicide will be mentioned in this episode. So proceed with caution. You know, I'm American. I am from Ohio, specifically the 614. uh, That's Columbus, Ohio, for those of y'all who don't know. And one character trait that America seems to have and not outgrow is we have an issue with guns, gun violence, mass shootings. And it's only getting worse. Like... (laughs) I don't know, it's like, you know, land of the free, but fucking land of the free to die. Like, you know, as everyone knows, you know, recently we've had five mass shootings in California, Iowa, and Washington. We've had more than three dozen mass shootings this year. And we we ain't even through January. Like, we still in January, just one month. Just in last year, 2022, we had 647 mass shootings. That's more than one mass shooting a day, you know, like, and and 21 of those involved five or more fatalities, like five or more people were killed in 21 of those mass shootings. Um, And just so y'all know, because I want y'all to be, you know, know that I'm not just pulling numbers out my ass. I'm getting these numbers from the New York Times from an article written by Daniel Victor. And the article, if you want to look it up, is uh, Mass Shootings in 2023, a partial list. Yeah, it's, anywho, like I said, 647 mass shootings, which I guess we can say that was down from 690 mass shootings we had in 2021, which 28 of those involving four more fatalities. Like... You know, so far this year, we've we've counted 40 mass shootings. That's almost two mass shootings a day. On January 23rd, we had a shooting in Half Moon Bay, California, where seven people were killed. And one person was uh, transported to the hospital in critical condition. On January 21st, we had a shooting in Monterey Park, California, where a 72-year-old gunman killed 11 people and shot nine others at a dance hall in an Asian American community where they were celebrating Lunar New Year. January 16 in Goshen, California, two gunmen killed six people 
including a 16-year-old mother and her 10-month-old baby. And then, you know, that was a presumed gunman gang-related attack, but we all know that damn baby wasn't no fucking gangbanger. January 4th, Enoch, Utah. Eight people, all in the same family, killed in a silent home. And what was, you know, considered a murder-suicide. And that also killed five children. Like, it, it's... It's getting ridiculous out here, people. Like, it, it's... It's not even getting ridiculous. It's been ridiculous. It's horrible. And, you know... People who know me personally know that I have strong beliefs um, when it comes to political or social issues. And that's not to say that I know everything or that I'm always super politically active. Like, I'm not out here knocking door to door. I'm not out here at every, you know, town hall meeting and things like that. I know that there's more I could do and should do to be more involved. But what I do know is I have beliefs. And I have a strong belief that this country is fucked up. Beyond fucked up. And there's so many different factors to why I think that is, you know, what I think some of the leading causes of it are. But regardless, an overall consensus, I believe this country is fucked up. I mean, this world in general is is fucked up, in my opinion, but that's a, a topic for another time. But how do we look at these numbers, look at these people killed and just think, okay, and not do anything? I mean, even when we have these mass shootings at schools... Like, it's to the point where children have to be trained in how to handle gun combat, how to hide from shooters, and survive as if their fucking schools are a fucking Call of Duty combat zone. This shit is fucking ridiculous on so many levels, you know? There is a a viral video going around not too long ago where a baby in a diaper had a hold of his dad's loaded gun and was just walking around with it. Unsupervised. Obviously, we have a fucking problem. You know? And then there are people who want to say, well, the issue is not to get rid of the guns. That's not, that's not how to resolve it. We don't want to resolve it by getting rid of the guns because it's not bad guns. It's bad people. But those same people don't want to reinforce measures to prevent bad people from getting guns. And then furthermore, they always want to say, well, the only thing that stops a bad person with the gun is a good person with the gun. But when we have fucking shootings like Evaldi, where the good guys with guns stood outside and didn't do shit. How many good guys with guns did we have there that stop it? And I don't... I don't get the obsession with guns, honestly. Like, I'm probably one of the worst people to ask about this shit because if I'm being, I'm going to be 100% with y'all. Like, I have never, ever shot a gun. Honestly, being in the room with guns scares me. It terrifies me. You know, I saw my first drive-by where I witnessed it eye to eye. I saw people get shot when I was in first grade. A little bit backstory on this. So, um... I was being babysat by my great-grandparents in the summer, and I had uh, grown to befriend two girls who lived on the same street as uh, my grandparents, uh, right next door to the right 
of my grandparents' house was, um, was a girl, um, whose grandparents lived there and she'd be over and, you know, we generally, whenever we were both over our grandparents' house, we would just, you know, play and, you know, usually we'd play Barbies and stuff because that's the age we were first grade, you know, Barbies were everything. That and brats, but mostly Barbies, honestly. Um, and then further down the street, like near the corner of the street, there was another girl who I was friends with, who I had actually went to preschool with like way back when. And me, her, and the other girl, we all three of us got together and would play Barbies all the time. And, you know, sometimes we'd be at this particular day. This particular day, I go next door to Sydney's house and I grab her and we head down to our other friend's house to grab her to come to my house my grandparents house to play barbies so we grab our other friend outside of her house there is a group of you know looks like young teenagers um young adults they looked really young so looked mostly like teenagers playing dice you know on the corner we look it's the hood you know hood shit and uh so we grab our other friend and we start heading back to my house and the moment we reach the gate we hear like tires screeching like a loud like a fast car just speeding through and then tires screeching like it's coming to a stop and then we hear gunshots and I look back and there's like this red I don't know if it was a sports car I just know it was like a a four-door red small car and they're shooting at the group of guys on the corner and my great-grandmother she rushes to the front door and me and my friends are at the gate and she tells us to you know stoop down stoop down and uh rush inside um and you know we we hunch down and we crawl into our you know my grandparents house and then we lay down on the floor um, until we stop hearing, you know, gunshots and, you know, we hear the car peel off and, you know, before we got in the house, like when I heard the, the car, like I looked back and then I saw shooting and I saw, you know, several people drop and, uh, one of, one of the boys, I mean, several of the guys were shot, but one of the boys died and, that was something that I saw, you know, first grade. And that's always been something that kind of stuck with me. Um, I guess you could say it's a form of PTSD, but that, like, when it replays in my mind, it, it's like I'm there all over again. Like, I'm right there. Um, but that's childhood memories for me, you know. I lived in... A project where it was common that we'd had to lay down on the ground because we could hear shooting outside. Drive by as gang shooting, whatever it was going on. You know, lived in another house where every year there was bullets in our gutter and our ceiling, shootings and stuff happening. You know, it's common and it's unfortunate. It. It's so bad. It used to be this, you know, this type of thing where it could be, you know, just stay away from this side of town or stay away from these areas or these bars, you know, 
these bars or where shootings happen or these clubs or this side of town's bad, you know. And now it's not even like that, you know. It, it's everywhere. Any and everywhere you can get shot. There's shootings everywhere. Literally. My mom would worry about me when I go out, you know, I don't club very often, but there is a few live music venues I like to visit and do my little two-step at. And, you know, my mom talks about how she worries about me when I go out because she worries if I'm going to, you know, make it home or not. And I, I can't say that I blame her because look at the way this country has turned out. Even today, earlier, I was uh, checking my email and there's this uh, kind of like, I don't know if they actually have a uh, physical newspaper, but they send out like e-newsletters and it's called The Six. And it's for the 614, which is, you know, 614 for Columbus, Ohio. And even just the other day, there was a shooting at a bar called Crazy Mule Pub and Grill, which is on the same side of town that I live at. And the owner was shot and killed. So, and it's, so you can't really go anywhere without worrying about if you're going to get shot and killed. You know, my mom tried to persuade me not to go out one night and you know I told her I said I'm not gonna stop doing what I do because it's if I did that I wouldn't leave the house there is no bad side of town anymore you know there's no safe spaces every place is a hot spot when white terrorists can go ahead and shoot up black people at a grocery store when sick motherfuckers can go in in schools and and shoot them up when you have people who are acting as family annihilators, churches, any place is, you know, not safe. Recently, um, my partner and I are, you know, planning to, you know, live together. And we had to have a serious talk about how we felt about wanting a gun in the house for, you know, protection. Like I said, we live in a city and crime has gotten way worse over the years in this city. Like, there's so many things, you know, going on in the city, but I feel like that's a whole nother episode. Um, but they asked me, you know, how I felt about having a gun in the house. And, you know, Ohio is a, so Ohio is an open carry state and open carry meaning like it means that you don't need a license to uh carry a gun to open carry you don't need a permit so things have gotten rough you know shootings are happening more frequently and they were honestly you know concerned and interested in in having a gun in the house for protection and wanted to know my opinion on it and i understood the concern And I'm not ignorant to the ideas of, you know, home protection and things like that. I get it. If someone breaks into your house with a gun, you would also want a gun. And I think for me personally, I've always been wary about living with guns because I have struggled with mental health issues. And I've never been shy about that. I've always tried to be as very open and honest about it because I feel like I came from a 
family that didn't talk about mental health and that would dismiss things as being crazy or overreacting and that getting help and confronting honesty and just, you know, getting true, genuine help wasn't really, um, sought after or encouraged in my family or in a lot of environments that I grew up in. And, you know, I've struggled with mental health. I struggle with PTSD and bipolar depression. I've had instances before in the past where I had to be hospitalized for my mental health. Um, When I was 18, I was struggling severely with PTSD. Um, I didn't know that's what I had at the time until I went to the hospital and got diagnosed. I was pretty much in a situation where someone who had sexually abused me as a child was moved into my home. And I was put in a position where I was pretty much forced to help take care of three kids and two adults. And I was being stolen from, I was physically assaulted, verbally abused, emotionally abused. Um, I was in an abusive marriage and it was a dark time in my life. Yeah, I had several suicide attempts in a very short amount of time and it got pretty bad. I was given an ultimatum to either go admit myself to the hospital to get help or that I would be admitted. So I could volunteer or I could be forced to. And so I voluntarily went and was suffering from PTSD so severely that I had what the doctor um, diagnosed as motory retardation, where I was not functioning at a normal speed. Speech, movement, I guess, realization, everything. I was just delayed. And I've luckily, you know, through therapy, through medical treatment, through the inpatient and treatment that I had then and the ongoing outpatient treatment that I continue to have by going to counseling um, and seeing a psychiatrist, I haven't attempted suicide since then. And I know that a very common way that people attempt suicide is through guns because when you Google it, it's explained to be one of the most painless ways to kill yourself. And I only know because I've Googled, you know, in the past. And I always worried about being in a home with a gun because I felt like, you know, it's harder to slit your wrists. It's harder to swallow the pills because it's not something that happens fast. It's something that you have to you know, kind of wait out, you know, and the guns are so quick, you know, it's a very quick, easy over. And I always felt like maybe living in the house with guns would be too easy if I ever get that bad again. And I've thankfully been really on top of my mental health. I'm really aware, you know, self-aware and I have a really great community around me and I've really changed who and what I allow into my life. 
and have not been that bad since. But I've also never taken on the task of living in the house with a firearm. You know, my entire life I've seen guns as something scary, something dangerous. So many accidents happen. People accidentally kill themselves just by being, you know, untrained you know, with handling them or maybe just being careless. And it worries me. You know, I stress about it. I worry. And when my partner asked me about how I felt about having a gun in the house, my first thing was I understand why you want a gun in the house. You know, it's something I've thought about as well. One of my requirements for us to be able to have a firearm in the house is obviously we both need to be trained on how to properly use firearms. And two, I requested that, you know, we have a gun safe that has a reprogrammable code because in the event that my mental health does, you know, take a dive, that I want there to be a possibility where I'm able to let my partner know that I want the code changed so that I can't access it. And they agreed. They understood. My partner has been made very well aware of my um, past, and, you know, issues with my mental health. And we talk openly about mental health. So there was, you know, no concern there. But, you know, these are important talks that I don't think people have sometimes when they have guns. And I've never been a, a type of person to be outwardly violent to other people. And like I said, I've been knock on wood. Not that my mental health has been much better since seeking treatment and that I've not been down that road uh, since then. But I like to prepare. I like to plan. I like to be aware of realities. And so many people just have guns because maybe they were brought up around them. They think they're cool. I don't know why people get guns. I mean, I, I know people who have guns And I know people who have guns who shouldn't have guns. But I think it's gotten so common in America that we treat them like toys or accessories, really. And they're deadly weapons. And for me, I never understood why people need ARs and AKs and all that type of shit. Like, what what happened to the the days of just having a, a shotgun for the home and a handgun for your person? All these mass shootings happening with the same type of gun and there hasn't really been any legislation to prevent it and we only see these numbers go up how many stories do you hear about kids who got into their parents gun safe or got into their parents guns and accidentally shoot themselves or their siblings or whatever or even their parents you hear stories about kids throwing fits their moms ask them to do chores and they shoot their mom and kill her you know how many mass shootings is it going to take before we're just kind of like, you know, we need to really do something. And I, 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 trust me, I'm not ignorant to it. Like I know there's a whole NRA and, you know, those lobbyists who are lining politicians pockets so that they care more about dollar signs and lives. And it, I'm not ignorant to what, what's going on on a political realm. What I don't get is how there's so many gun enthusiasts who keep arguing about, oh, but my guns, my guns, my guns. Because I'm almost pretty sure that it's not your guns that are going to be standing by your bedside when you're about to take your last breath. You're not going to walk down the aisle with your gun. You're not going to give birth to your guns. You're not going to see your guns graduate. 
And some people will never get to see their kids graduate because other people care more about their right to have a gun because people like to hold on to their accessories. Why do people need a whole pantry full of guns? I never got that. I never understood that. You can go on Instagram, Snapchat, pick any random high school. I promise you there's some kid who has a snap of him or her holding a gun and a, and a selfie pointing the gun at the phone. Everyone doesn't care until it happens to them. I don't think, you know, these automatics need to be for civilian hands. And you know, a lot of times, sometimes, and I'll say I hear this like argument a lot more with people who tend to be like libertarian. You know, they tend to be like, oh, well, I want my guns for if I ever have to take on the government. You know, we saw fucking January 6th and that bullshit. And it's like, do you think the U.S. Army doesn't have bigger and better weapons than what you guys could get a hand on? I mean, America has nukes. I don't know no one who has a nuke sitting in their basement. I mean, thank God for that, because shit. But America's not against turning its army on its own people. It's happened before, specifically in Ohio. And, you know, I'm talking specifically about the Kent State shooting, where the Ohio National Guard shot and killed students at Kent State University for protesting. I don't know anyone who has a personal tank in their backyard. It's operational. They think they can take on the U.S. Army with. So I don't get it. I don't understand. I don't get the appeal. And I, I don't get how people can continue to ignore the issue. Like there's not a problem. Because there most definitely is. But, you know, we gotta do something about this shit. We gotta fucking vote. Motherfuckers, vote. You know how tired I am? I'm not even gonna lie. Like, I don't date people who don't vote. I ask people, you know, when I'm in the dating process, getting to know someone and stuff, I ask them if they vote. I mean, y'all y'all can ask Brent from Home Video Hustle Podcast. I don't know if he still votes. I know that motherfucker did while we were together. Every single election, he went with me and my mom to go vote. Because I don't play that. But I'm also a black woman who did not always have the right to vote. My ancestors marched and died for my right to vote. There are people who believe, you know, our vote doesn't really matter. And I can't even say that I 100% believe it does. But out of honor for my ancestors, their legacy, and everything that it means for me as a person of color, I vote every election have not missed a single election since I turned 18. You know, we got to start somewhere. We got to start becoming politically involved for people who say, you know, oh, politics just bore me. I don't really care about politics. You better start caring. You don't care about politics when your tax return comes up short this year. Bet you start caring then. Y'all start caring when you knock up your side chick and you can't get an abortion. You care then. Y'all care when homeboy got locked up for having an ounce of weed. Y'all care then. Care about this too. And another thing I need to stress, y'all, is local elections matter. All the elections matter. Y'all gotta quit just bringing y'all asses out to vote for president because I don't know if y'all ain't pay attention during eighth grade government class, but we live in a system of checks and balances where we got a house and a senate and the president don't just run everything. So for everyone who keeps thinking, oh, well, we got the president we wanted in there. Why can't they get things done? Because he don't run shit. He can't run the whole show 
or a she. Hopefully, eventually, we get a she up in there. Maybe one day, if they're good. But I'm not just voting on someone based on their genitalia or their race. Because that shit ignorant as fuck. I said what I said. Don't at me. I don't care. I ain't going to argue with you in the comments. Every election matters. Every single vote matters. The local elections, you will feel those results before you feel any other result from any other election. It matters. So you can't just show up for the presidential election and then be wondering why shit ain't changing. You get your ass out there. Y'all staying your asses out there when the fucking Yeezys was lining up getting sold. Y'all said your ass out there for the Jays when they was out there. Y'all saying your asses out there for the new iPhone. Or when it, when it's a, a midnight release at GameStop, y'all stand your asses out there. Y'all stand all damn day at the fucking music festivals. Stand in line for this too. I know I've been drawing on for some time now, so I'm going to just, you know, cut it short. Or I can't even say really short because I feel like I've been talking forever. It'll probably get edited down because... Yeah, I had to look up shit and make sure I was getting my numbers straight while I was saying this. Because I didn't want to speak lies and, you know, I want to be educated and whatnot. But we got to do something about this shit. It, it's ridiculous, y'all. And I want to stop worrying or stop stressing. I don't want to be the next motherfucker dead or next motherfucker a hashtag or, you know, next motherfucker with a visual. I don't want that shit. I want to feel safe when I walk out my door. Not just for me. For you guys listening in on this, for your children, for your friends, your family, co-workers, everyone. I want everyone to feel safe and I want this country to be safe. Not that it's really ever been safe for a large majority of us minorities, but again, like I said, that's a whole nother episode. So, as always, you know, keep voting, keep participating in your local elections. Keep the awareness up. Keep the pressure on your politicians. Keep it safe. Keep listening. And keep it spooky.